morning to you, Mr. Kina, to the rest of the AM Live listeners. Do you know what is five papa, Mr. Kina? Ay, ay, ay. So clearly you were watching the cricket. Yeah, five papa. Yeah. You know, if you go to yeah. Kassian and say, five papa, you know it's bad. It's like <laughs> zero. Zero is, is nothing, but papa, it's like nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, I, I'm over it. I'm over it. Can we just win a? Can we? Can we win a world title already somewhere? You know, it it, it really doesn't matter that you have all this consistency. And when it comes to the crunch, dololo, I'm really, you know, something needs to give here. Anyway, the Asian markets were mixed live, and this is uh, the uh, Chinese markets were shrugging off uh, weak trading data. Yeah, you said it. Uh, the Chinese export numbers uh, trumped. Uh, Crumbled down by 10% year on year in dollar terms, and imports also dipped by 1.9% from the previous year in yuan terms. Exports fell by 5.6% year on year, while imports slightly rose by 2.2%. But that was not enough to urge the Asian market to go into the positive subpoena, as we saw. Most of those technology stocks really taking the beating there. Uh, and even if you look at the Samsung cut, uh, which was a cut third uh, quarter operating profits guided by this. 33% uh, to 5.2 trillion won, which is about just an average, just over four and a half billion dollars worth of losses, uh, which reflected the impact of the Galaxy uh, Note 7 recall, uh, even the replacement. You know, the replacement was also recalled there. Second, uh, the Bank of Korea uh, held its interest rate steady at 1.25% uh, for the year. The Korean War weakened against the dollar as well. And the Japanese benchmark, the index Nikkei 225. And that fell by 0.25% as well early on this morning. And we also saw the MSCI Asia Pacific of all average um, uh, uh, yeah, indices within the Asian market that was also slightly under the blanket there uh, with about 0.25%. Uh, this all had to do with the U.S. numbers as well. The U.S. stocks closed mixed after the Federal Reserve Bank uh, uh, minutes showed up. The September minutes reaffirmed expectations uh, for a possible December rate hike. I don't know if that's going to be happening, but... Uh, if you look at the Dow Jones Industrials, closed uh, up by just nearly 0.09%, and then the S&P 500 uh, finished up by 0.11%. NASDAQ was down by 0.15%. And uh, this is also going to influence, obviously, what happens at the JSE at 9 o'clock when we open. I expect that we'll also, also open a little bit under the blanket, and it's going to be very difficult uh, to actually beat uh, those, that, that negative momentum that's coming out of the Asian market. Mm. And with all the talk and turmoil around higher education, PSG Group uh, now want to invest in private universities. Talk to us. Yeah, well, we, yeah, yeah. You know, so, you know, you know PSG Group, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. know, guys that mm-hmm. are like your Capitec Bank, yeah. and uh, they do they do really well. Um, and then the investment holding company uh, wants to invest of its own money, one point seven billion uh, rand uh, cash in private universities in the country. Uh, that was said yesterday by the CE yesterday. Uh, PSG existing investments include, obviously, the 58% stake in Kuro uh, Holdings, which is a uh, private uh, sector uh, uh, schooling in yeah. South Africa as well, the largest private sector education. Uh, and, and he said that they have currently $1.7 billion available to do that. Now, what is interesting about this is that they've been concentrating uh, on, that, uh, on the uh, basic education and higher education. For them to go into... Um, higher learning now. If you go into into um, uh, into uh, 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 universities, it's going to be a very interesting one because they've 
And so there's a gap with this demand with Feed Must Fall and such events that we've seen in recent months in the country, that there's going to be an opportunity for those who can earn, who can afford, uh, they can also buy into uh, more expensive universities. We've seen this with the likes of Monash, for example, Manage mm. University here in South Africa. So what does this mean, Sakina? It means that we might have a situation where, and this is very different, and I heard some comments yesterday from some education experts as well saying that Africa might turn to be like one of those other African countries where uh, the rich will send their kids to the most expensive schools and that uh, there won't be a gap for the middle class because the education standards perhaps maybe might be compromised. I don't know how, how to what extent that will go, but I know that if people have money and they want to spend on education, they'll definitely go and look at these type of models uh, to make sure that their kids get proper education. Well, it's an interesting conversation. I'm not, I'm not sold yet on uh, the merits of those talking about the quality of education necessarily going down if it would be free. Yeah. Uh, so, so, but that's a conversation uh, for another day. Um, it is, of course, yeah. a Thursday today, Clive, and our investment theme, S&P 500, comes to South Africa. Can you believe that? No, 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 not the, not the racing guys. No, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sakina, the index tracking uh, product producer, Core Shares, who my friend uh, started uh, uh, two years ago. Uh, I'm going to mention his name because he's a good mate of mine, and I love him to bits. Gareth Stoby uh, teamed up with his mate that they started something called Core Shares. Uh, they have announced that they're going to be launching two new exchange-traded funds. Uh, I know uh, my colleague as well uh, would have been very interested in this one uh, in the South African market. Uh, the Core Shares are S&P 500 ETF and Core Shares S&P Global Property, which will be available on the local investment pro- uh, uh, investors uh, platform as early as next month. Uh, both products track indices in the not currently tracked by any other local funds in South Africa, obviously, uh, and therefore they offer an additional option for investors looking to make a uh, RAND-based investment that tracks offshore markets. Uh, it is in particular notable that Core Shares, obviously, is the first to offer this particular product here in South Africa, and they've made it you know, a kind of deal with the S&P 500, which represents very origins of the index uh, investing. So what is what is exciting about this is that it will be the first time obviously this has been offered in South Africa, but even more exciting is that we are, we'll be tracking one of the best known tracking uh, um, uh, index trackers uh, in the world, which is the S&P 500. So that will be the first time that they'll be operating and offering this particular product in the South African market. So uh, investors, please be on the lookout. Uh, it's going to be very, very exciting. The MSCI US index is slightly broader. Uh, it's got about 620 constituencies. Its largest sector exposure uh, is about uh, information technology. Obviously, we know IT, the likes of Apple, Google, and the likes. Uh, you've got your financials there, which is about 16.2%, including the likes of Goldman Sachs, obviously, the healthcare sector um, as well there. So, so it's a really, really nice global property to have. It, it gives you an exposure, especially when the run is, uh, is, is, is volatile, as it is currently. You might want to look at that as an alternative for sure.